0: What's going on everyone? Thanks for hanging out with us here on this Monday for episode twenty two of Bet to Win. I'm Claudia Balafato, he's Joe fan. This is the Blue Wire Studio in Las Vegas. Hi Joe. How
1: are we doing, Claudia? How's your weekend?
0: I'm good. I like hung out with you all weekend. You did hang out. I'm with a lucky me all girl. Weekend. I just yeah. I just yeah. thought I catch you yeah. all week.
1: <laughs> uh, we had a fun Sunday. We did. With some we got a little teas, some content coming up because it's the holiday. Mm-hmm. Happy Thanksgiving in advance to all Happy of you. Happy Thanksgiving, yes. But we're not going to be here on Thursday.
0: We won't. But we it's have Thanksgiving. Yes, Classic. yes. We will be eating lots of turkey and such things. But we will be releasing a special episode with our guy, Chad Ocho Cinco.
1: Ocho was in the building.
0: Ocho was in the building. He came here for the uh, Bengals game. He he's an interesting guy. He's awesome. He had a lot of good insight with football, but We even played a little FIFA with him. We got to know about his life and, you know, post-football life. Cool guy.
1: There was uh, a couple tidbits that I thought were really good from that interview. Him talking about his fines and how he dealt with fines that he got from the NFL was Mm -hmm. classic. I don't think you'll want to miss it. Uh, Real quick before we get into our winning uh, picks or our... uh, victory laps and hold this l yeah i, I tease that i would have a, a my thanksgiving hot take that i want to oh, share with yeah. you now and and i've been waiting you agree I've, I've i know you waiting. have <laughs> thanksgiving dinner is remarkably overrated can we agree on that
0: i agree it okay yeah i agree
1: i just don't get that people wake up every thanksgiving Oh, my gosh, I'm going to eat so much today. It's like, t- turkey? Why? Why would? Why do people get so excited about turkey?
0: Well, I don't eat. Like I said, if you guys watched the last episode, my family eats a bunch of Italian food. But it's not even the main course for me. You just it's told all of our listeners that we're going to be eating a
1: bunch of turkey. I mean,
0: I was really just thinking of you. Like, I feel like you would eat turkey on
1: Thanksgiving. I'd rather have pizza on Thanksgiving.
0: Well, I'm all about the appetizers. I don't know about you guys. But, like, the What's, shrimp cocktail, okay. the cheese, the charcuterie board. Wow. We're very uh yeah, we got a lot going on at my house. Jarcruitery boards, Italian, sometimes like Mexican food, just whatever we're feeling. How do you
1: feel about pumpkin pie?
0: Don't like it. Kinda creeps me out. I love pumpkin, I love pie, but together it's like it's like kind of this mushy Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So I love Thanksgiving the holiday. I love that there's football all day. We've got a three game slate that we're gonna talk about later in this show. I love hanging out with friends and family and like the whole it's, it's the kind of the kickoff to the holiday season all about the day itself okay
0: you just hate turkey I just You're don't get, turkey I hater. just
1: don't get fired up for Thanksgiving dinner I am I'm a turkey hater I think I had I got turkey sandwich for lunch yesterday like I you know I don't I'm not gonna get hyped for right
0: and it's always just like kind of dry and it's you just need a lot of you cake. like douse yeah. it in
1: gravy I agree. I, I, I get down with some some good mashed potatoes um but I had like Thanksgiving brunch my mom always made always mm. made like a really nice big breakfast yeah. Yeah. that to me was the, the better part get some mimosas going
0: yeah i was gonna say it's all about the mimosas and the family and the time. wine screw the turkey yeah let's just get rid of turkey altogether. uh like you mentioned we're gonna get into victory lap hold this out but we're gonna recap week 11 we've got our win bet senior trader matoy pearson in the house we're gonna talk the final game of week 11 with monday night football and then look ahead to the thanksgiving slate before we get to that i will start with my victory lap it was another prop Patriots wide receiver Kendrick Bourne over 34 and a half receiving against the Falcons in a blowout win. also also tailed you though because you had the Patriots right you Mm -hmm. took the Patriots so I tailed you there I also took the Patriots so went two for two um and then over the weekend I had Washington Moneyline and Bengals they hit but my parlay didn't because the Cowboys they were my L also your L
1: yep we shared that one we shared that uh I had a number of wins uh yeah the Patriots glad I didn't overthink that one yeah Uh, they dominated on Thursday night um college both of our Taylor Bale picks I got both of those right uh embarrassingly so for Washington I told you Washington's an absolute embarrassment of a program right now and they lost outright to Colorado as six and a half point favorites uh also my Baylor Bears that I love so much (laughs) and have watched diligently throughout the season they won. I don't know how you could ever have thought that Kansas state was going to win that game. Joe
0: faded me just because, <laughs> just so everyone absolutely. knows. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going I'm to yeah.
1: take the victory lap nonetheless. That's and fine. Fine. Uh, I'm on a little hot streak with NBA player props. I'm seven and one over my last eight and had four each day on Friday and Saturday. So <laughs> oh, that was nice
0: prop King
1: and had a number of L's. Yeah. On Sunday with the uh, week 11 of the NFL season, the Cowboys, you mentioned, not super worried about the Cowboys. It was an ugly game. I think the chiefs We'll talk about this game a bit more, but anytime you're missing, your starting left tackle, um, who they missed dearly in this game. And then uh, Amari Cooper didn't play at all. CeeDee Lamb left early. Mm -hmm. Uh, A tough game for the Cowboys. Uh, But the Seahawks and Panthers let me down. Panthers giving up 190 rushing yards was unforeseen. Losing to Washington, I was really confident in that game. And Cam Newton played well. If you show me the offensive numbers for Carolina, I'd say, yeah, they won that game, given how their defense has played all year. A lot of defense is really underwhelmed um, with the Packers and bills included again more on that in a second but we're not going to talk about this game and I don't want to talk about the Seahawks real quick when it was announced that Kyler Murray is out I tweeted gotta bet the Seahawks minus three or if they lose just cancel the franchise that's it (laughs) wrap it up hey go home we tried hard that's it an embarrassing loss the Seahawks have now lost to a Colt McCoy led team two years in a row last year it was the Giants this year the Cardinals that team has absolutely lost it's felt like the end of an era type loss where I just don't see Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson remaining in Seattle. Maybe one of them, but not both. Next year, it's a head coach without answers, a quarterback with no answers. The offense is broken. Um, It's a really sad state of affairs in Seattle, and it was a really brutal weekend for Seattle sports.
0: Mm. So who do you think has to go? Who would you say? I just can't
1: can't justify keeping Pete Carroll and then moving on from Russell Wilson if you're picking between the two. If you blow it all up and start from scratch, okay, I get it because you have – and the, the the insult to injury is they traded their first round pick to the Jets mm. so the Jets are looking at a top 10 pick this year yeah. the Seahawks don't have draft capital uh they're gonna be limited on cap space so trading Russell Wilson would be the only way to recoup a couple of those first round picks mm-hmm. will they do that I don't know because replacing Russell Wilson is going to be hard to do but I'm, it's gonna be fascinating to see one how the rest of this year plays out but but two this next off season is going to be very eventful in Seattle
0: uh, eventful for them. It's been an eventful season. We're heading into week 12 now. Let's bring in Matoy Pearson to tell us how everything's been going on behind the scenes with the book, the guys who set the lines. What's going on, Matoy?
1: What's
2: going on? What's the deal? How are we doing today?
1: What a crazy weekend. Yeah. Matoy, <laughs> I saw this stat. <laughs> Every
0: weekend over crazy. the course yeah. of the last
1: three weeks, <laughs> there have been 11 wins by teams below 500 against a division leader. It's just out of control it is out of control yeah it's gross (laughs) and I feel like it's largely benefited you guys and there are some big ones again this week
2: yeah yeah no it's been a you know a pretty big deal it's just as far as you know not just booking it but seeing it happen and uh you know it's tough to see something like that happen all the time you know but it's if it's good for us then we're okay with that
1: we saw like a stretch of just chalk chalkity chalk chalk (laughs) (laughs) like a month and then that was nice. Just, that, that, is, that
0: made it so much easier for it, us. <laughs> the
1: pendulum has swung the opposite side of the spectrum. Uh, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, let's talk about some of those wins that uh were good for you guys yeah. and one that was actually bad for both Joe and I. That was the Cowboys <laughs> game. I guess, man, the Chiefs are back. <laughs> yeah, we <were laughs> Minus two and a half favorites. Beat the Cowboys at home 19 to 9. My God, that was gross. Uh yeah, so so bad for us, good for you guys. We saw about. of the handle on KC on that spread. They found their way from the basement to the top of the AFC West, which I honestly didn't see coming. I I was kind of doubting them. And you mentioned that the public was the opposite. They were just going to keep hammering the Chiefs. It didn't really matter what happened. And it looked like that has been working out for them. Uh, They've now won five of six after a two and three start. But I think this really came down to the defense. It's not it, its not like it was huge offense from either side. Even Pat Mahomes, who does look better, but it's not like he had crazy stats. Uh, and the Chiefs defense, which I was fading in this position, actually sacked Dak five times, forced two interceptions. So this did not go according to plan from what, <laughs> what I was expecting. Uh, and like I mentioned, everyone's been hammering the Chiefs, and they probably will continue do you guys say the chiefs are back or did they just never leave
2: <laughs> uh, i mean yeah just probably more of an unfortunate start for them um you know a lot of the stuff that we've seen wasn't really more you know uh cowboys uh on the spread I mean, most of it was like on the money line they didn't mm-hmm. really care for the points they're like let me just get the money line um you know cowboys had a, obviously a good outing against the falcons and they thought you know that would probably carry over but you know it was a tough time for the cowboys we we figured the chiefs would probably be in a better spot at home getting the cowboys to come uh, to arrowhead um you know so we'll be respecting the Chiefs a little bit more Mm. um you know but they're going to be betting no matter what why was this a
1: win though we have a couple games that we want to get to that were that you sent us as wins for the book but if most of the handle at least percentage-wise on the Chiefs how does this end up being a positive outcome
2: I think it was just more of like the heavier or like a lot of the bigger bets that we were getting on Cowboys money line um you know up until kick which was like a bigger deal for us so um you know just seeing the Cowboys lose the game and not landing like one or two was was you know Pretty pretty big for us.
1: I think this game is Chris Jones is an absolute monster. Mm. Of course. We talk about value and most valuable. And if you if you take away quarterbacks and you're looking at which players are most valuable, Chris Jones might be the winner of the award. Sure. Because of what he has done. Three and a half sacks yesterday. Dallas' offensive line got absolutely destroyed. Uh they missed Tyron Smith dearly. They, of course, were missing Amari Cooper due to COVID. Um, C.D. Lamb goes out with a concussion in the middle of the game but Chris Jones missed a couple of games and when they were at their lowest defensively Chris Jones was not in the lineup and you know they, they would miss a guy like that but, but maybe you didn't realize just how much to where when he came back now you're saying this is a totally different defense that goes from again the seller as Claudia mentioned to one that was you know is, is only giving up 17 points a game over its last month which is incredible by the way and you mm-hmm. look at the, the ripple effect now Frank Clark's getting involved again. Jaron Reed, who had largely been a no-show for most of the years since signing with Kansas City this offseason, is is coming back and is a sack in a couple of games in a row. Chris Jones is an absolute stud, and he dominated that game. He was the MVP.
2: Definitely somebody we'll be looking forward to watching as the Chiefs get better going forward. Three and a half
1: sacks from an interior defensive lineman. That's, <laughs> Aaron, that's Aaron Donald stuff. Yeah
0: and it was supposed to kind of be the opposite cuz cuz the Cowboys have been doing well in terms of pressuring the quarterback and it was really just a flip the Chiefs defense came out strong and i got to say i think i'm going to stay away from the Cowboys i've been so high on them and and then i had an argument. i had an Shame argument, on you. Had an bail argument on with someone you can bail on them. Yeah. i'm not bailing on no them bail. i'm not bailing i'm not bailing but my moment. only you problem spent all is week saying they were your second team i understand they are still my second team but i i have a legitimate worry that they haven't really played good teams well enough to be like I still think they have all the pieces and I've been saying that they have the weapons they they do have the balance but for some reason they can't beat good teams right it's like they they've destroyed or, or they've um easily won against teams that weren't that good they beat but, the Patriots yeah but the Patriots at, at that point were like eh
1: they beat the Vikings without
2: Dak the Vikings are the Vikings. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I
0: mean, like, I know, but, well, but I, I, this is where I'm struggling, and that's why I'm probably just going to stay away until I see them really have everything put together I, again, It's right? It's
2: just like we're just watching it, like, just from this week's perspective. But I, I think the Cowboys are still going to be good. It's just tough to play K- KC in, in Arrowhead.
0: My, my problem is all of my friends are just down my throat, like, you just are obsessed with the cowboys they haven't even played anyone and i'm like getting in my own head so (laughs) screw them yeah no you're fine Uh, (laughs) don't worry about that i want to talk about another game that uh joe and i were talking kind of confused on why this was a win for you guys as well so you can explain this one uh the eagles lane three dominate the saints at home 40 29 and the game wasn't really as close as the score showed the eagles were up 33 to 7 at one point We knew that philly had one of the best run games and despite facing the saints top ranked run defense they ran for 242 yards hurts became the first quarterback in eagles history with three rushing touchdowns he is my fantasy quarterback we love that Uh, he himself had 18 carries 69 yards uh, (laughs) Trevor simeon and a quarterback for the saints finished 22 of 40 for 214 yards three touchdowns two interceptions and a pick six so not the best game for him (laughs) But in terms of handle we saw eighty two percent of the handle on the Eagles spread so why was this a, a win for you guys I
2: think uh well from the beginning of the week up until kick it was all eagles and from pick to around minus one minus two it was like there were some sharp guys on it respected money that we mm-hmm. got up until um you know we were like kind of you know <laughs> uh, facing or staring death right in the face if the eagles got there but you know uh, luckily for us we took some you know pretty Uh, you know, sharp or not sharp bets, but bigger bets, you know, guys that were coming in respected uh, that kind of skewed the handle towards the end that got us the win on this. I think that was like more of a bigger deal, Um, you know, seeing something like that, regardless of what we were taking on the Eagles, we kind of escaped with that one just because the Eagles got the win there.
1: How often do you see that where the sharps save you in a sense? Oh, man. Because the public would have crushed Mm -hmm. you.
2: Yeah. I I mean, usually it's like when we go to like a more like, they'll buy it at, like, the top of the market. So, obviously, if it open pick and it gets, like, you know, two and a half minus 05 or, like, they can get the best price on it, you know, usually Sunday, that the uh, the day of, is, like, the biggest. Like, you can get the bigger limits that day. So, you know, we'll see a bunch of bigger bets coming in on, like, uh, the top of the market, essentially what just happened with that Saints-Eagles game. Mm. And if we can, you know, escape with the win like that, considering all the bets we took up until then, then, like, that's a big win for us.
0: That is crazy. Yeah, I, I never think of it like that, and that's why I was so confused. I'm like, 82 percent of the handle. That's
2: yeah. I mean, I think the ticket count was just absurd too on Eagles. Like it was like sharp. Everybody was blasting until we took that bet at the top of the market. We we're pretty happy with that.
1: Obviously, a, with the result of it's it. amazing what their running game has been lately. They got Miles Sanders back from injured reserve. He had 94 yards on 16 carries. I mean, it doesn't matter who's running the football right now. There was Boston Scott, Jordan Howard who got hurt in this game, Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts. That running game can't be stopped. And what's wild is at the beginning of the season, they were pass, 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 pass. Miles Sanders was a no-show even before he got hurt for the, you know, the five, six games that he played in prior to his injury. Even with those games at the beginning of the season where they couldn't run the football and it was all on Jalen Hurts' arms, they've been so dominant over the last month in the running game that they rank second in yards, first in rushing touchdowns, and, and third in, uh, in rushing yards per attempt. So that's been their secret sauce to this run they've been on. They're now five and six firmly in the NFC playoff picture with the wild card spots up for grabs. You have teams like the Saints who they just beat, the Falcons just lost, and it's going to be teams like the Eagles, the Vikings, the Niners that are going to hang around in the NFC. Um, you look at the picture right now, the Vikings are the sixth seed at five and five. The Saints are at five and five. San Francisco is five and five, and mm-hmm. Philadelphia is five and six. You also have Carolina at five and six. I mean, it's going to be a fascinating race for those last two wet playoff spots in the NFC, and the Eagles should absolutely be considered as a team that can that can claim one of those.
2: Yeah, I think. I mean, even with that cluster being just just as big, uh, with the optics booking it is just as crazy. So, I mean, a mm-hmm. lot of these guys not only uh, you know have a chance to win the divisions or make to make the playoffs. But I mean, they could possibly be Super Bowl contenders as well. So I mean, the NFC is just—you know—it's all over the place right now.
1: Well, and that's probably why, when you're booking these games and moving to the next one, Green Bay and Minnesota, you think on paper Green Bay comes in at eight and two. Minnesota's largely been underwhelming. They're under 500. And that game was essentially a pick 'em. Exactly. Yeah. Is that I mean? Is that is that the, that the thought process that goes into it in terms of making that line? Oh man, uh, it's
2: it's a lot of that right now the power rankings and you know obviously how sharp the NFL is like even with the records being known like the numbers that have already been like sharpened up into this point like it's hard to really say if the records really matter because the numbers that got up until this point like make it like the, the market's basically shaped already records uh, aside
0: interesting mm. yeah mm. okay so with that game the Vikings were getting one um it was a must win game at home against the Packers. So. This was very fitting for the Vikings, and we've been talking about this trend of them kind of coming down to the wire with every single game. This time they actually won, so a little little change of pace for them. Uh, Cousins had a good game, passed for 341 yards, no interceptions, three touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers actually had one of his best games of the season statistically. Yeah, so he did great, four touchdown passes, but they were all in the final four possessions, so it just kind of came too late. The Packers' defense... That was doing really well and that was another storyline we were talking about they gave up just 34 points over the past three games just couldn't stop justin jefferson they just couldn't stop delvin cook so before kickoff we saw green bay getting 72 percent of the handle what was the conversation around this line because you know the line was only won before kickoff was there conversation about moving that
2: oh uh, well we already i think leaned vikings to begin with but we kept the market high because we knew we were going to get the packers bets so I think we opened two and a half Sunday and seen like an array of, of Packers bets, but nothing, you know, uh, you know, just like the 50, 100, $200 bets that were coming in, which we were okay with. But as soon as we seen the market start to like drift down, you know, we figured, you know, let's not take any Vikings money immediately. I feel like some of the times uh we've talked where we didn't move with the market and, you know, kind of got annihilated for that. So, yeah, um, you know, it was kind of a combination of like where we leaned early, what we knew we were going to get, and then. As soon as we seen the market drift down, we didn't even, like, hesitate. We just went to, like, one and a half, one, and just took the Packers bets at those numbers because, you know, we figured it was going to close around that time, and it was just, like, a pros versus Joes. Where would the consensus line
1: finish? I think one.
2: And you guys no, 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 no. no. We ended up actually closing two because we did take quite a bit of Packers money up until kick. Uh, So we were, like, you know, from one and one and a half, all the bets that we were okay with taking down, we just ended up closing two, and we were fine with that. But it was around one and a half. You know, at, at other spots that I've seen
1: Minnesota, and then you throw in like the Los Angeles Chargers, two teams that are in every game but struggle to close and, and trip all over themselves when it comes to crunch time. Yeah, a very impressive game for both of them closing uh, and winning in their respective contests. Minnesota has has largely played good football all, all year long. Yeah, they've been great. Uh, I
2: mean, I feel yeah. like they've like we're we're like they've been favored or obviously a dog in a lot of these games like. They're pretty. They're priced pretty correctly even against the better teams they've played because the schedule they've played has been,
1: you know, pretty good. Justin Jefferson's so good. I think, oh. he's, I think he's the best.
0: Also have him in fantasy. This week was ridiculous. His yeah.
1: touchdown, I had two. His second one, though, the 23-yarder to make it 31-24, just like how juiced he was when he catches mm-hmm. that. I, mean, I love guys where they get to the point where it's like throw the ball up and you know at worst it's going to be incomplete. Yeah. But you say my guy is just gonna beat their guy yeah he's flat out and he is that dude right now where if you're on an island against justin jefferson it's not gonna end well for you and he is just the, the espn segment the boss the they show every every <laughs> monday night countdown it's just full of justin jefferson highlights now yeah. because he's just out leaping everybody the contested catches are incredible but then also just the levels I mean, he is an absolute freak. He's, yeah, he can, he's incredible. He can run
2: every route too. Like yeah. any route in the route tree. Like if you want to throw it deep, that's fine. He could take a you know, five-yard slant, eighty yards. Like mm. he's just the whole package as far as and the efficiency he's so too. He's young. Yeah. He's
0: just getting started. And the efficiency
1: yeah. too. Eight catches on ten targets. Yeah. Buck sixty-nine, two touchdowns, and the clutch factor. All of it across yeah. the board. These aren't empty calories here. This is a guy <laughs> carrying an offense in a big game against a division rival. Super impressive.
0: Like you mentioned, they look good. Who knows? I I would love to see some unlikely teams make make it far.
2: I always love parody, you know, especially, Mm. like, if the Vikings can get, you know, far. And they were, once again, like, another team, like, not a sleeper team, but some people thought they had a legitimate chance with the team that they have, you know, to to make moves in the NFC. Mm.
0: Fun, fun. All right, enough of good stuff for you. Let's let's talk about one game that was pretty bad for you guys. <laughs> the Bengals, which was good for me, I had the Bengals. That's good. Uh, win 32-13. They were laying one against the Raiders in Las Vegas. A 19-point fourth quarter for the Bengals. They now improved to 4-2 on the road. A big day for Joe Mixon. Uh, finished with 97 on 19 carries in the second half alone. Defense stepped up, held the Raiders to 1-7 of seven on third down. They had pretty good pressure on Derek Carr throughout the game. How much does this result reflect what you were expecting?
2: Well, I think we're like all of us are off on the Raiders, mostly in the back room right now. Uh, mm. I mean, even prior to the game. Um, but, you know, we didn't have an idea of the result getting so, uh, you know, ugly. I think there were some empty touchdowns late in that game anyway, but the Bengals dominated from start to finish from what mm. we've seen. Uh, you know, it was, we, it opened around pick and we got to one on maybe Monday or Tuesday, but, you know, just on the ticket count alone you know we should be ahead of that essentially what I just said about you know being ahead on Vikings where you know we did an incredible job as a as a unit booking that game we were not ahead on this Bengals game and you obviously mm. <laughs> see as far as not only from a ticket count but a handle perspective I mean when a game like that happens we can get washed
1: so immediately. so why not why I don't mean to say hindsight's 2020 so it's easy to say yeah you guys should have been more ahead on the Bengals right earlier but you you just said that the whole room was out on the, the Raiders so it wasn't like this, this game and the result necessarily surprised you. So why not go ahead of what the consensus line is and start laying two or three or more in Cincinnati's favor? Uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's funny. Like we
2: also, we, we like try to stay to like our philosophy where it's like, don't get too ahead. If like, obviously we're off on the Raiders, but we're not so sure like where the market should be. So it's not like we're like, hey, like throw it four against Raiders. Like we don't mm-hmm. care. You know, we still try to like, Keep the booking philosophy in, in, intact, and like you know, book from there. From like a, I don't know, like more of not being as cautious, but just knowing where you stand on like where that line is, regardless. Because like we already had the 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 line as like pick or one with Vikings, but we didn't think like Bengals should have been a three or four point road favorite. Like if that makes any in sense. In terms of
1: booking, is it you, when you say we did a really good job on this one, we didn't do so well on this one? Your lines are never. Going to be more than a half a point different the consensus line right so is it more about when you move the line how you move the line i I guess i'm just curious of because i think for you know joe schmo joe fan whatever (laughs) it's like you you look at you look at wager talk and everyone's line is largely the same maybe a half point different so to an untrained eye you're just saying yeah the line is the line where obviously it's much more intricate than that and so just in terms of of booking this is a deep question but yeah but why how do you, you even see it in your deci- how do you even decide that like yeah. we did a good job with this one when's the most you'll ever deviate from what a consensus line is
2: that's a good point like also uh, to throw in like once I was saying that like the lines are already sharpened enough yeah and like we don't want to like in week 10 or 11 it's easier to do that in week one or two. Like, if you can get ahead of a line, you know, if everyone's four, we'll throw up, like, five or five and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, key numbers between three and seven that, you know, mostly everybody knows about now, that's something that you want to, you know, be cautious around, giving out, giving out seven when everyone's at six. You know, you can get kind of middled on something like that in the book. But, yeah, that's, you know, if, like, between one where we could have went to two, that would have been a big move, but we weren't, you know, trying to be as aggressive on that. So it's not like we didn't, like, think about it or it wasn't like a, a really bad job. It's just something that we, like hindsight, we look back on it and we're yeah. like, well, that was dumb. Like we could have just went to two and been fine, but you know, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: I want to get to Monday Night Football, but before that, this is not one that you said you guys kind of leaned one way or the other in terms of getting hit or not, but the Colts Buffalo game, uh, Colts were getting seven they go to Buffalo, make a statement win, 41-15, to 15, another game I was just not expecting <laughs> to turn out this way. Uh, 56% of the handle on Buffalo spread, 72% of the money line money on Buffalo, like you mentioned. It seemed like some of these games maybe there was some more action on money line. Um, huge game <laughs> for Jonathan Taylor. Colts running back had a franchise record of five touchdowns. I think it was like more touchdowns than any team has scored. Yeah, no. 32 <laughs> carries for 185 yards. Uh, Colts now 5-1 and one in the last six. Bills just can't really get out of their own way, and Joe and I talked about this a little bit, but the defense the defense allowed 264 rushing. They had bad penalties. They had four turnovers. Josh Allen, two interceptions. He's just, like, not really looking like himself. Is Has it gotten bad to a point where maybe you guys are, I don't want to say, like, losing respect for the Bills, but maybe you're going to take a game like this into a little more consideration moving forward?
2: I don't know if it's, like, where we're going to, like, you know, kind of penalize the Bills, considering we know the Colts are, are a really good team. And obviously yeah. five and one is a pretty big deal. It's probably not getting too ahead on Colts. So I think, yeah. you know, that was a legitimately big game. You know, the Bills, I think are, to me, I think they're going to be in the Super Bowl, which oh, okay. <laughs> I'm telling you that Love right that. now. I, I don't know if that's a big deal or not, but, you know, I'm not going to penalize the Bills, but to not get ahead on Colts, which, you know, they're peaking right now. I mean, it could be a little bit too early, you know, going into the playoffs. So I, I think that's kind of how I'm looking at it. We haven't really discussed it in the trading room, but, you know, from, the, from a money perspective, seven was,
1: like, the right number until the result came yeah. up. So, yeah. you know, that's just kind of how I was looking at it. Colts, sort of another team like Minnesota, right. where the record doesn't say this is one of the top contenders in their conference, but then you go back and look into the results of how many games they let slip away. This isn't a team that gets blown out, which is why – I. I stayed away from this one because good teams getting seven just feels like a lot, um, but Jonathan Taylor is an absolute stud. We talk about running backs that are are different than the mold, the Derrick Henry's, you could say Christian McCaffrey. There's a, a very finite amount who are legit difference makers to where they are the offense, and you saw that yesterday or on Sunday with, with Indianapolis. This Bills team does have major question marks, um, but I am happy to tip a cap to Indianapolis that I think is a team in a wide open AFC. um, You know, they play the Bucs in week 12. That's going to be a ton of fun. And then in a couple of weeks, they play the Patriots in week 15 after their bye. So uh, I am looking forward to seeing where this this Colts team goes. I think they have enough pieces. We've we've talked a lot on the show about Michael Pittman. Um, But any team that can beat you multiple ways is going to be dangerous we've seen Carson Wentz can beat teams. Michael Pittman can beat teams. But obviously, they can dominate you without having to throw the football as well. Whereas the Bills, they're sort of a one-trick pony. When that passing game is churning and humming, they're, they're tough to stop. But they don't have a running game to lead on when things aren't clicking and it's not in sync and in rhythm with the passing game. So I think you're right. On their best day, the Bills can absolutely beat anybody. And they have. And we've seen that over the course of two, these last two seasons. They are one of the best teams but they also have a lower floor because of their inability to be balanced on offense yeah,
2: they need to get Frank Gore back or something
1: probably be a Frank Gore's game. getting ready for a boxing match Matoy <laughs> he's moved he, he, on. Can, he can play he's for the
2: bills it. after in the playoffs <laughs> if anything so he's getting ready to kick the crap out of Darren Williams
0: <laughs> Joe you talk about the schedule though I mean Buffalo has to face the Patriots twice in the next five weeks the Bucks, the Saints up next Now they're trailing New England in the AFC East. I mean, the schedule definitely does matter, especially down the stretch here. So going to be interesting but yeah. it's interesting more interesting to say that you're going to make it to this they're going to make it to the super bowl yeah
2: no i if we can cut that out uh <laughs> at some point or not put that on it's, Twitter, too, late. Yeah, it's I, too late i don't want i don't that like subconsciously said that too i was like man i'm already like i'm saying it and i'm not there was like no filter nope, on nope. that so we move too on late. hey yeah. man i still that's got
0: good. my josh allen mvp ticket if they can make some <laughs> sort of run down the stretch here and i can still get my money on yeah that, that's that, still possible Well yeah, yeah, the
2: mvp race is all up in there too which is crazy i mean i Obviously, that's a different subject, but yeah. my God, like well, every other week it's like someone loses, someone wins, then there's like right? a new narrative. It's someone's hurt, half yeah, the people exactly, are hurt. Yeah. yeah. Like
0: we'll, we'll have to get into those numbers and kind of the movement. We'll do that next week. Yes, yeah. we can definitely talk yeah, about 100%. that for a while. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's talk this last game: Bucks laying 11 at Giants Monday Night Football. Total set at 49 and a half. Bucks money line juiced minus 520. Giants plus 410. Giants beat the Raiders 23-16 before their Week 10 bye. They've now had 15 days off, so that's quite a lot of rest. Uh, Bucks have lost two in a row. Saints-Washington, both sort of let down games. However, they have a record at home of 4-0, so clean record at home. They've scored at least 31 points in all four of those. Saquon Barkley is questionable with an ankle for the Giants. Expected Expect- to, play, to play, though. Yeah, yeah, expected to play. The last time he played was week five, which just kind of makes you question how, how he's going to look if he does come back. You said before that you like the Giants. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but apparently not too much confidence in them here with this spread of 11. What's your take on this game?
2: It's kind of one of, the, it's one of those games where, and we've been at 11, so there, there hasn't really been much moving up from Sunday when we opened up until Monday today. Uh, but it's just one of those things where people are going to lay with the Bucks no matter what. And then anyone else is going to be playing four to one on Giants. Like, it's like one of the, it's, it's one of those fun games where like, you know, the Bucks have been, you know, not the Bucks, and, uh, you know, nothing against Tom Brady or whatever the case is, but like people are going to be wanting to fade the Bucs considering their last two performances and, you know, but. It's, I, it I always like seeing these type of games where like the favorite is you know really big on a you know Monday night and everyone's gonna be taking the dog money line so mm. you know Bucks landing like seven or eight should be pretty good for us I'm, I'm hoping like that would be a big deal are you on
1: the Giants you're a big Giants guy yeah I, you're I, always I, slacking us <laughs> like hey just so you know I'm on Giants first half on Giants full game <laughs> like,
2: I'll, All I'll, right, I'll, toy. <laughs> I'll
1: probably have Giants first half no matter what like once again
2: like that's like it's just going to be a blind play up until the rest of like but eternity. But at this point,
0: it's possible. Yeah, I mean, no, without it, the, question. Yeah. But this team, the Bucks team, is.
2: Yeah. No. I. Yeah. Uh, you know. It's. It's. And especially like I don't want to fade or you know be a part of fading the Bucks in this spot. Uh. But I don't care. 11 <laughs> yeah, a lot of points. No, I don't care. He gives zero. Sense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 11 is a
1: lot of points for a team that's three and six against the spread.
2: Yeah. No. I. You know. Looking at that, and I feel like the Giants are playing on like a like a primetime game all the time anyway like i just see yeah. them against the chiefs regardless but mm. you know it's it's tough but I, I the numbers in my opinion is right they would otherwise people would be telling us what their money yeah <laughs> would be moving yeah. it. that's so, a good point yeah.
0: yeah either way i'm staying far away because i'm just staying away from sides anytime i'm like yeah i don't know about that <laughs> All right, Matoy, we appreciate you very much. We hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving.
2: Yeah, I hope you guys have a happy Thanksgiving as well. I appreciate you guys having me back on. Hey, man, it's always a pleasure. You no doubt, bring it every time, I man. We really
1: appreciate you. you. Yeah, you got it.
0: Gotta love Matoy. Always dropping the knowledge on us.
1: Matoy's the man.
0: He really is. We love him over here. Let's talk Thanksgiving, but before we get to that, we'd love to give away free money over here at WinBet with our lovely promos. This time we got bet five to win 400 new users only any game, any team spread money line over under odds, minus minus one twenty or greater bet five win full Hana. It's a pretty good Joe.
1: It's really good. If you can get it right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I forgot <laughs> well, myself. I'll,
0: I'll try and give some away today. We'll, we'll see if we can give some. I like it. I, I like it too.
1: What do we think about this Thanksgiving slate?
0: It's disgusting. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> I mean like bears <laughs> lions. I'm so excited. I'm going to need a few mimosas to enjoy these games. <laughs> we got Bears playing three and a half at Lions. Raiders and Cowboys, which, like, you would think this could be exciting, but I'm not excited, especially with the Cowboys injuries. Cowboys laying seven at home against the Raiders, and then Bills laying four at the Saints. Again, I and I've been so high on the Bills, but now I'm just like, what the hell, man? Like. <laughs> can I even be excited to watch you guys?
1: You can't trust anybody these days. It seems.
0: Oh, you really can't. Yeah. No, you know, it's just
1: (laughs) like, it's tough. That's that's deep, but you know, when the bills get smoked by the Colts by like 60 points
0: and just don't even like, they don't look together at all. And I feel like there was one, there's been certain teams throughout the season, which of course is going to happen. A team looks more complete at one point, at one week, and then the next week, you think, okay, yeah, they're still a complete team, and then they just kind of fall off. Like I said, the Cowboys at one point were the most complete. I Still sort of, and I had an argument with someone about this the other day, so I'm kind of curious of your take on that. But the Bills were another team. I said, you know, they have the quarterback. They have the passing game. Now we know they just don't have a run game. And their defense, they were leaning maybe too much on. And in my head, they were a complete team. Now I just... Like, Josh Allen has to bounce back, though, right? He's
1: It's it's pretty wild that he was the betting favorite for MVP going into week 11 when yeah. he'd, he'd largely been pretty average. Right. You know, if if Kyler Murray doesn't get hurt, then Kyler Murray's certainly there. Kyler Murray's odds continue to go up because Josh Allen was so bad. Yeah. I don't know if anything really sticks out to me. We we, we got to play some sort of Taylor Bale game here where we make a pick and, and decide whether or not we're going to tail each other. I look at these games and just nothing sticks out to me. Like the autoplay for bears lions is under 41 and a half, but who the hell knows? My gut just says stay away from that game altogether. Justin Fields might not play. Uh, The lions are just a painful watch in general. Yeah. Goff's not going to play. We went from lions Steelers as a tie to a 13 game. There's 13, 10 game where the lions lost the Browns. I can't imagine this one's going to be any, any more entertaining. I think mine for me, I'm just gonna go with the chalk play and do a little two-game money line parlay with the Cowboys and Bills, and you can get that at plus 102, so essentially mm. even money. Yeah, I don't know if I have faith in the Cowboys covering seven, with all the injuries they have, and not knowing at this point we're recording on Monday, who's going to be playing. Is Amari Cooper gonna be back? Is C.D. Lamb in concussion protocol? Mm-hmm. Is Tyron Smith gonna be back? Too many question marks there. But I have faith they can beat the raiders because i think the raiders are that season's largely over um and then the bills covering four they could you know they might win by three the saints are a hard team to watch it's not super enjoyable but they're competitive and they play enough defense to hang around and trevor simeon is you know he showed yesterday they can you know they, they got beat up pretty good but they still scored a couple of late touchdowns to make that game look closer mm-hmm. than it was against philadelphia i think it's a square play but i think that's the only thing i feel comfortable with how do you feel about that
0: yeah, I, I agree, um, but I also, I don't know with Lang seven, just because you mentioned Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, but Zeke Elliott's also dealing with a knee injury. I, I don't know. I feel like I have to stay away from the Cowboys at this point, and the Raiders kind of have a mess of their own, but I guess they're technically healthier. I, I, I'll have some props in that game probably, especially when we do get the, the injury report out. We'll kind of know how the target share is going to look what about Cowboys, the parlay though just
1: money line not to cover seven Cowboys Bills you tailing or bailing
0: uh, I guess I would tail I'm really hesitant though actually I I lean Raiders so I don't I am probably you think the gonna, Raiders bail. Are gonna win outright I I don't with all those injuries I mean the Cowboys just did not look like they could get a ton done
1: pick a winner plus 255 is that your is that your Taylor bail? You gotta pick one. You gotta pick something, <laughs> Belafonte. All
0: right, all right. I'm gonna. I'll tell you, but my my pick would just be Bills. Like I want to stay away from the Cowboys game, but you're right. I do think that they're a better team than the Raiders. The health the health issues concern me, so I'll tell you, segment purposes. I'm telling you there. My pick would just be Bills, probably to, though, laying to four, cover minus four to cover four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they need this win. The fact that they're behind the Patriots now, everyone's sort of doubting them. Um, Josh Allen, <laughs> we know how he felt. A week ago, he's probably feeling, or two weeks ago, he's probably feeling the same way now. Um, we know what they can do. We know what they're capable of. The Saints are coming off lost loss of the Eagles. They're, they're missing a ton of offensive starters too, so they're dealing with injuries, which I know everyone's dealing with injuries, so it's not like an excuse, but if I have to lean one way or the other yeah, I would lay four with the bills.
1: Okay. I'll tell that. I think the bills win that game, but the bills have major issues. Josh Allen largely has not been great. I mean, nowhere near what he was his MVP caliber season a year ago. The decision-making has been bad. The Mm -hmm. offensive line has been poor. His turnovers are way up. Um, and then without any sort of running game, yeah, the it's Saints just, have you're, a good you're run putting, defense, You're putting too. so much on Josh Allen's shoulders. And last year, he just was at levels of efficiency that were always going to be hard to reach again. I don't think the Bills' defense, obviously, was as bad as it played against the Colts. That's going to be hard for other teams to replicate. Jonathan Taylor, you've got to tip your cap. He was an absolute monster. Uh, but this game will be which is why I think it could be a field goal game, and I don't feel comfortable laying the four. I will tail you because I don't want to bet the Saints, um, mm-hmm. but I just feel more comfortable taking the money line there
0: just a gross slate of games like not one that's that's all we could get fired on people
1: well it's hard when the Lions have to be in there every year so you know one of the three that
0: yeah
1: (laughs) it's been a long time since we've gotten excited about Lions games yeah probably since the Megatron days
0: oh It's so bad. And now we're both are going to likely be playing with backup quarterbacks. Like, Mm -hmm. that is so brutal. (laughs) But I was Googling, I was just, like, Googling Thanksgiving games. And I was like, why are the Lions and Bears playing? And I'm just like, a lot of people probably have that question.
1: (laughs) They're Lions fans that have grown up in their whole lives. What they the part of their Thanksgiving tradition is going to watch their team get their butts kicked at home. It's just what they do. It's just just part of being a Lions fan. (laughs) Not fun. The painful existence.
0: Well, we talked Monday Night Football. Um, I'm, again, going to go with the prop here. I'm not touching a side, but I do have a play in this for my winning pick. I'm going to go with Bucks running back Leonard Fournette over 63 and a half rushing at minus 123. He said this number in four of six games, and the two where he didn't, those were both losses against a number one Saints run defense at the time and a top five Washington run defense. With this spread, which we can't really expect much out of this season, but with this spread of 11, we can expect the Bucs to get ahead early, lean more on the run game, which is good because the Giants are allowing the 10th most rush yards a game. Their pass DVO ranks 11th, so they're not bad against the pass, but they rank 30th in rush. So I will be looking to running back Leonard Fournette over 63 and a half.
1: Prop Queen, do yourself a favor and Taylor, because she don't miss. Uh, I'm going to take the Giants to cover 11. 11, It's just a lot of points, and the Giants, they're a bad team. The record says that, and we see it, but they're competitive, and they hang around. They play just enough defense to hang around, And, and Danny Dimes has moments where he looks like a legit franchise quarterback. They just struggle to close, but they're five and four against the spread. The Bucks are three and six against the spread. The, the Tampa really only has a couple of comfortable wins against the Bears and Dolphins. Beyond that, they've really struggled to put teams away this season. So eleven points is a whole heck of a lot. And yes, this Tampa Bay team you expect to figure it out. They've lost two in a row, but you know you kind of expected that they would come out and beat the brakes off Washington last week, given mm-hmm. that you know Tom Brady was coming off the bye. We know his record there. He's been so dominant in his career coming off the bye, and it's. A Bucks team looking to bounce back, but you know there's also something to be said for this is a team that is imperfect, and Tom Brady's turnovers are up over the last couple of weeks, yep. and their defense has been poor uh, for most of the season with all the injuries they have in the secondary. The pass rush hasn't been what it was last year, so yeah, give me the Giants plus 11.
0: Giants plus 11, all right. Those are our winning picks. We talked a lot today. This was a good episode, but a little bit longer because, like we mentioned, we won't be here Thursday. But we will be releasing that lovely interview. Um, we'll get some fun social clips up. And Joe, I'm surprised that you didn't mention your brag of the week.
1: Yeah. I mean, we played <laughs> FIFA, and I lost.
0: I mean, don't act like you're humble about more this, importantly, please.
1: More <laughs> importantly, I scored two goals against Chad Ochoa and and FIFA. So. I,
0: and Joe screamed and ran around the studio. I was excited for they him. They were good goals. Ask. I'm just saying. proud of you. They oh. were good
1: goals. And then our producer, uh, Cole Henderson, beat... Ocho in what was an incredible match. Although he only scored one goal, I scored two. So really, if you're thinking about <laughs> so it, so really, just who is the better FIFA better than those highlights are coming soon, <laughs> and I will be sure to post those everywhere relentlessly.
0: LinkedIn, Twitter, Snapchat, my everywhere. Uh, all right, everyone, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We will see you guys next week. <laughs>